Hi, Brad. Hi, Sal. We promised to talk about jet lag yes, at some we did. point. So we're, we were in South Africa. Well, we've had jet lag a lot in our lives, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. This last time was particularly difficult. We had such a long travel day, 37 hours. Yeah, coming home was tough, even though flying east to west is supposed to be easier. I did not. Uh, it was a long day, a long more than a day, <laughs> right. a day and a half of, yeah. you know, mostly being awake. Sleeping on a plane doesn't really count as sleep. Right. You don't get a solid, solid rest. I guess towards no. the end there you do. Even for five minutes, like you're out, out. <laughs> yeah. But the So the jet lag, if you go from north to south or south to north and you stay within the same time zone or a couple of time zones, you're not affected by jet right. lag. No. You're only affected by jet lag if you go, if you change time zones. And generally, it's got to be more than a couple. Yeah. I mean, I mean you people. can go from east coast to west coast, mm. um, typically in... You know, you'll notice it a little bit, but, you know, you're just going to sleep an hour early or something. So. Here's what worked out really great. We arrived in Africa. We arrived in Cairo at 8 o'clock at night. Yes. And that was great because we, by the time we got to our hotel, we were able to get some good, solid night's sleep and get up in the morning and get out and do our day. And it didn't feel like there was a big, a huge effect. Right. But on the way home, of course, we got home in the morning at around 11 o'clock. Yeah. We were completely messed up Yeah, for a week. So I think if you can fly in and get there at night, I used to avoid that. Like, you know, I want to get there in the day so I can, you know, see the sights on the way to wherever and just, you know, that's dumb. Get mm-hmm. there at night. You're just getting to your hotel typically and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think it, Yeah. you deal with jet lag much better that way. I agree. If it's at all possible, a plan to arrive in the in the evening, you know, sometime where you're going to be able to get to bed pretty soon. Would things that we've done in the past that have helped with jet lag, the things that I think that have helped me the most, drink a lot of water. Yes. Anytime you fly, you have to be drinking water. Yeah. You really get dried out. Yeah. Even like my knuckles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after 37 hours of travel, I was really dried out. Drink a lot of water, and then the other thing that helps a lot is going for a brisk walk. Yeah. It sounds sort of counterintuitive because you don't feel like it. You're very tired, but going out for a walk, get your blood flowing, get some oxygen, you know, all the usual stuff they say about walking, but it does help. Yeah. Now, people also say things like, uh, don't drink alcohol on the plane. What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, no, drink all you want. We have wine and whiskey or whatever on the flight. And, you know, if you can sleep a little bit, sleep a little bit. Just It's just not going to be a good night's sleep ever. Yeah. So, you know, unless you're one of the great, you know, lucky people who, you know, can sleep on a plane for six or eight hours and feel great the next day. But I'm not one of them. When we got back, my daughter said, why don't you just try to power through it? But it was such a difficult, it was so difficult. We woke up in the middle of the night often. Yeah. In the last week, it just took about one week. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. We got through it pretty good. Yeah, I was. I f- fell asleep at three o'clock in the afternoon, and thought, okay, I'm just going to take a nap. And da 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 da. You know, it was four hours later, so I woke up at seven o'clock, and was able to stay up for you know, 
two hours, but then, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake again. I mean, you know, how much can you sleep? <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, it, yeah, it, it works itself out. It was really weird because we were having meals at, in the middle of the night, like at two in the morning. Yeah. It, but it did work out. We And we had a similar experience when we arrived in Jordan, going back to, this was last year, two years ago in 2016 we visited Jordan we had a big travel day like all of the flights that arrived got in at a weird time so we arrived at like two in the morning yeah and then it we arrived at our hotel at like six in the morning in Petra because it was so far from the airport in Amman and uh but we got up and we went for a walk and at three in the afternoon when we woke up from our nap yeah (laughs) and it did help yeah. The walking really helps. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We also, we walked several miles down into town. Yeah. And, uh, you know, downhill and then back uphill again. Yeah. But that really did help kind of uh, reset the clock. I don't know. but I just think the exercise is the number one thing. To me, yeah. the exercise and the walking is the number one thing. So I, I hope that helps people yeah. with their jet lag. If they, yeah. if they get it, what can they do to strategize to get around it? Really, a nice couple-mile walk is great. Yeah, and I think it is true. If you can hold out and go to sleep at close to your regular bedtime, that's a great idea. If you can do it, yeah. it was seemed impossible. It's I guess when you get home, you're you're like in your comfort zone. It's easy to just take a nap. That's kind of a mistake. Yeah, the nap. It's probably easier when you're traveling because there's oh, let's get out, let's go see this, let's go see that. And yeah. So there's stuff you want to do. You know, you get home and it's like, oh, I'm home, let's relax. And yeah. so. Well, that was a good conversation. I hope that helps people with their jet lag. Water and walking. <laughs> Story of our lives, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Thanks, yeah. Brad. Thanks, Al.